This week on the Push Four Legs podcast, presented by Bear Bells, we talk about the CPD we advise to be doing. How to pick and get rid of your coach, but more how to pick your coach. Then we have four different stupid things on the internet this week. Three, two, one. Did you know Dan wears his hood up like Kai Green all day? Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, Bob? Yeah, it keeps the wind off my bald head, <laughs> so I uh, I have to have it up at all times. Now, yeah. Chris um, Chris Emmett did today. Don't know yeah, why. I saw. I saw. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he got trolled the shit out of. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, not that I want to plug any other podcast on this one because this one's the best one. But we did record a podcast for Musclebox Radio today, and we spent a large portion of it just laughing our heads off because we were getting in chocolate puns. Um, yeah, brilliant. Anyway, um, so yeah, I had a good day today. Uh, so it was, it was, it was good. Uh, how are you, Tom? You're uh, busy. All, you posted on Instagram. You're like, oh, I've been so busy today. I've got to post a picture of my hat. <laughs> brilliant. Go. That's literally. I wrote. I I wrote somebody a message being you. You'll tell when people's like uh, are actual busy in real life that they'll forget all about social media and. Yeah, exactly what I did today. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh shit! I was like, I realised that we got a uh, podcast recording this evening. I was like, can I just like screenshot lots of shit? I'll just start. Yeah, taking, it's taking, it's uh, funny one. Like, with with Instagram stories, it's a real funny one. Like, I find it. I, I find that when I'm like, when I'm busy, you look back and you're like, it's dead. There's nothing on there. But I recently was speaking to to someone who, who knows their shit with social media and stuff and they were just like look you just have to find a way of like anytime you get a second and you think something's funny you have to just do it and get on it and it's part and parcel of what you guys do right in in the online world so you have to be and she's like even if you just show people a bit of like behind the scenes or like your life at home whatever it's that stuff and, and you know even if you're busy just do your best and, and try and make the, you know an effort to do it and i've noticed over the last couple of days since i i spoke to her on i think it was a weekend she reminded me and then i've been a bit more consistent with doing stuff and it's been well received but yeah it's it is hard because i always hard. feel like saying the people who are on it all the time i'm like what do you do all day like I, it's so hard to be on it all day every it day is, it is. some people you're like how do you do it like tag every, you know every single video you do um every hour it's just really odd but um <laughs> got it you've got to get good at it unfortunately it's, it is part and parcel of what you have to do but what we have to do anyway yeah it's actually part and parcel. i think I'd, i think i'd rather fall into the camp of i'm too busy to actually do anything up on it <laughs> than the camp that is always on it and doesn't have any clients and doesn't have any work no, so you know yeah. Yeah, swings and roundabouts, mate. Yeah, the reason yeah. why I was busy. So, if anybody knows, uh, what is any of the uh, brilliant that that joke is uh, <laughs> taken off. Like I say, that joke yeah. has gone far, <laughs> far further than I thought it would. Initially, yeah. it was just a little joke, and then I thought, oh, give it a few days, and no one will talk about it. And now everyone thinks that Tom's some sort of millionaire. And I was like, no, no, he's still a peasant. He's, he's still still, peasant. Sorry. still a peasant. He still doesn't spend any money on anything other than food. Um, that's what he spends his money on. So it's true. Um, I, I did buy a lot of brisket meat this week. If oh. if that's cool, I don't know. It's probably not cool. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'll take brisket meat. <laughs> Yeah, but basically, if anybody wants to put me in contact with anybody, um, I'm looking at applications for fitness and personal trainers in particular, um, and I'm currently consulting on that and might have a big project happening. So um, I have already started talking to a few people, um, but apart from Dan, I don't, I don't want Dan involved. I'm not a honest. good trainer. I know yeah, a good trainer. Yeah, not. A, I don't want a good trainer. I need somebody who like knows apps and stuff, um, no, which is not. It's not what I know. So I know my fitness pal. Yeah, brilliant. Cool. Mm. I know, I know the podcast app because we're on that. It's all good. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but we should probably discuss topics today. Um, so we did have a couple of questions, but I've ignored them. Um, we'll answer them at some point. Um, and what we got? So we we're talking about CPD. So before, um, so professional development, basically continuously. Um, we thought we'd have a little discussion about what we advise, I guess. Um, I guess whether it be fitness, nutrition, business, anything that way. Um, and also a topic that uh, 
some people have recently reached out to us on like social media before and it's happened to Dan as well. I think it's an interesting topic of picking your coach or picking your trainer and how to go about that and whether you're with them for the right reasons, essentially. Um, which, again, if there's coaches listening to this, there might be some cold, hard fucking truths that might be coming your way. Great. Um, but yeah, it's quite interesting, I feel. I'm never, I haven't really been on the other side of that that much, but I'm sure... like. I've been told that like it's not working before. I'm fine with that, but yeah. it, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what's going on with that. So um, it's not exactly heartbreak. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's a job. And then we with the I, I think because we had uh, Emil on last week. A big hat, hat, like hats off to Emil. Great episode, to be honest. Um, mm. Had a lot of feedback off that, and a lot of people just asked. I was like asking me what the results were. I was like, "Have you listened?" No, like, no, no. no. Yeah. I, just, yeah. you know, I was like. Go fucking listen then. <laughs> just people were like, they were just, I see day to day. He's like, oh, I saw you post about the vegan guy. Like, yeah. Like, what were the results? I was like, uh, go fucking listen. And then you'll find out. It's, it's it was, called a podcast. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to send you, the, send you the script, believe it <laughs> or not. Um, I think, yeah, just go listen. It's not hard. Um, or just skip through. Right. Listen to us on like, apparently some, I know this, it's always finds it weird because I listen to podcasts, but people listen to them on like double the speed as well. I always think that's odd. Oh, that's really quickly, so they can't do that. <laughs> so if you're really listening to this podcast right now, this has to go double the speed and it really kind of help you up. Yeah, they were see what they know. <laughs> so, because uh, I, I, apparently uh, some people were like, "Oh, it's really weird to hear you like your normal voices." I was like, "Do you think we just talk in like a really high pitched ring all the time?" I was like, "No." I've had, um, I've had like online lectures before that I've done, and they've been recorded. And I've watched them like one and a half or sometimes two yeah, speed, yeah. but that's because lecturers are very, they're very very slow. With <laughs> how they take you through a process so you can do it. But will we talk? It just—it's not really. No. I don't think it's quick or slow. But anyway, no, yeah. it's kind of medium. It's, it's conversational, isn't it, Daniel? Let's, um, let's fuck those people over. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> let's speak really quickly about kinesio tape, right? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're actually gonna—we will talk about kinesio tape because we got stupid things, little extended edition, really. If everybody can go, yeah. Um, so there's been shit happening because we didn't really go in. We we didn't play that game with uh, Emil, to be honest. He would have probably. Well, I thought the whole episode was stupid things because we're talking about being vegans. So <laughs> it's wow. kind of a yeah. And God. thanks to our vegans in our group, by the way, who kind of gave us some a little bit of an outlook because essentially me and Dan were speaking out of our asses about being vegans. Oh we, yeah, all yeah. our jokes are from a place of ignorance. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not to know yeah, yeah. anything about it. Uh, so. Absolutely. Yeah, we we don't know. We just don't understand it. So. Um, yeah, but the, like the uh, the bees thing, like the honey thing, didn't have a clue. Yeah. Didn't know Henry uh, Dunmore pointed out the uh, what the the wasps pollinating figs. No idea about that. That's really weird. Um, very odd. Right? Yeah. So I we think got... it was interesting that they both, they, you know, the vegans in there did say, you know, it's they understand it's not healthier yeah. and that it's just for the ethical reasons. And I was like, oh my god, to hear a vegan say that is is most really in, odd because most they all just go all, all the time. It's healthy, it's healthy, it's healthy. It's, <laughs> it's really not that great. It's like yeah. it might be as healthy as maybe, yeah, like potentially. But I don't think you can sit there and be like, it's definitely 100 percent healthier. Um, but anyway, let's not beat that that drum. We did that most, one last week. Most importantly, they weren't they weren't offended by the podcast. So that's, well, yeah. uh, if they were easily offended, I don't think they'd still be episode <laughs> whatever on now. So 91. Shit, man, ninety-one. Yeah, Jesus Christ, what a waste! Ninety hours plus, probably. What a waste of ninety hours of your time <laughs> now. It's all going. All right, um, and we thank you for that. Yeah, we got we got Kinesio tape, tape, DNA fitness, blindfolds, Tim Ferriss and Charles Poliquin. Uh, something we'd like to feature on Stupid Things. So watch out for that, or just flick through, scroll through to the end of the show if you just want to go through that. But yeah, what should we talk first? I think CPD we advise Daniel. Mm. Yeah. So again, I, I, we chatted briefly before we came on air. We kind of half planned a show for twenty minutes while we had a catch up. But um, <laughs> is you know having this discussion now, like you know we're a team box you know 18 months in now um i'm probably three years into online coaching i think three four years maybe four years i don't know jesus four years uh, fuck B- no B- i did it before was... i came to third space yeah, yeah, five you, years you were at btm before yeah man i've been doing it a while um but just talking about you're not even that but also you know in the online world as you see trainers nowadays you know tom was talking about his his kind of career as a trainer and um we we're just talking about CPD and how there's this this kind of like narrow-minded view that it just needs to be 
more about training, more about training, more about training. And actually, as we've progressed through the industry, we've understood that the need to understand things like business and finance um, and marketing and all those sorts of things and what your clients actually want. And they're huge. And I think that, you know, looking at CPD now, I'd actually would advise different things for different people at certain stages of their careers. I think early on, you do need shitloads of knowledge and you need shitloads of time in the gym. You need to get, you know, experience sessions under the belt. But as you progress, there becomes less and less of a need for, cpd in, in essence from a, a normal kind of training point of view and definitely more so from a point of view of your business model like how are you different what are you offering um who's your target market how do you reach those people where do they spend most of their time um you know the like long-term goal the long-term aim how you know marketing fits into that whole strategy you know short-term investment spending money for long-term return like these are stuff this is stuff that i two three years ago would never have dreamed that i would be sitting here talking about but you only learn from your mistakes or you learn from someone else going have you thought about this and you're like no mate not a clue and you have to know about it you really do so um yeah that was just kind of what spurned this discussion um, about CPD, really. And I think, you know, Tom will probably have a bit more to say about it. But I think, um, I don't know if you'd, you'd agree with that, Tom, but I think, you know, initially, as early on in your career, you know, between the age of 20, 25, it is just time in the gym, do the sessions, get, you know, hours under your belt. And then from there, I think you need to think a bit more, logically long-term about your business rather than just being a single trainer you need to think about your training and being a trainer as a business absolutely i think will be interesting so obviously i'm 26 i'm going to be 27 at the end so i'm pretty just out the out of that 20 to 25 range um so what'll be interesting to say is what courses i've done over the last five years that I've probably been in the industry. Obviously, I was bachelor's degree SNC, master's degree performance analytics and biomech, um, and then on within those, I did my UKCA. Um, I didn't actually follow through with it because it's now a little bit I don't know washed up compared to the CSCS. So I did I did like the you did the ollie lifting course, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I did the programming course, um, like the stuff. I think they're kind of worth going to. I ended up having arguments in the programming one. As, uh, I, I disagreed with some personal trainers. Um, shock. Yeah. Um, because the programming one is literally, this is a textbook. <laughs> this, this is yeah. popularization. This is what you do. No other no other was, ways of doing it. It was, it was about like, it was about athlete testing. And I was, this, this guy wouldn't test like a, a basketball broad jump because he said it was stupid. And I was like, all right. You tell that to the combine and everything. I was like, great. I'm just going to go with what they're doing. Have you, ever, um, have, you ever, have you ever tested athletes before, mate? No. <laughs> I was just like, you're, in it, you're a moron. Um, but, so I did those. Um, we've done Tony and Dean's like shoulder hip blueprint. So that's more rehab-based. Done Exos courses. Um, online. I'm, I'm not a big online kind of learner. I don't really do that and sit there. Oh, quite happily, I've gone through a guy called Dr. Brent Brookbush, Brookbush, his stuff online. Um, I highly recommend him. He's a physiotherapist, though, um, and doctor of physiology, but that's way more like rehab-based. There's no strength work in that. Um, I've looked through a lot of reading, a hell of a lot of journals. That is the, I'm the, literally the sad person. I read more journals now than I did in uni. Full stop. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. it's weird. Even it? better now. Yeah, <laughs> we realised that like when when like people used to say that at uni, like you need to read these journals all the time. You're like, fuck off, I'm reading that, and then you suddenly become that person, um, yeah. which is crazy. Um, then what else have we done? Um, so Tony Dean, the breathing one. Um, no, that's not cool. Um, that's about it, to be honest. Oh, 3 MJ, I've been to some conferences. So we did the PDDC with Brett Contreras, Alan Aragon, all that kind of nutrition. Because I don't, I've never done nutrition stuff. I did sports nutrition during my degree, but <laughs> fell asleep most of the time. Um, and then 3 MJ courses, not courses, but anything like that. It was just kind of CBD, continuous learning, development. But none of it, yeah. none of it was business. Absolutely yeah. zero. And what, what were the things that I was sitting on? 
or sitting in on in uh, the trade show that I went to when Dan was there. Apart from saying hello to Dan and going, being polite and sitting through his talk, um, I went and looked at some other people's talks and they were just about business. Because um, I don't need to go into that in much depth anymore about the training stuff. Training will change, I'm sure. There'll be new fangled stuff that's going to come out. But it, it, come, it becomes very readily available, um, I feel. Um, yeah. Especially that you don't guaranteed like need that uh qualification that's going to set you apart you got your pt level three you kind of do cpd every now and for that um and then that's fine what's going to set you apart if you're a decent business person um, which it's, is cool yeah it's one of those where i remember you know uni it was all like you need this qualification to get this job you need this qualification to get this job and you know one of the things that um i know boxy talks about a lot is never you know one of his goals one of his drivers is never having to interview for a job ever again and yeah. it's like because you go into a job interview it's like oh have you got this criteria it's like have you got an msc you've got this and i'm like i can show you plenty of people who got mscs who know jack shit hello what am I? um <laughs> <laughs> but it's like yeah and and to be that person who's got that and to say it's 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 it it helped but it makes me no better at business than anyone else like or anything yeah. like that and it's it's kind of interesting that as you go through life and as you get older you realize less and less that it's about qualifications and more about who you know and what you know um but the who you know thing comes about because you've proved that you're good at what you do it's like people go oh yeah it's all about who you know and like oh yeah you just you can get lucky one day and it's like no one got fucking lucky with who they met like you meet people, you impress them enough with your knowledge or your personality and they like you, they spend time with you and they then give you opportunities that you take because you work hard and you're good at what you do. Like it's not like you just walk into a bar, meet somebody who's a billionaire and they just go, oh, here you go, mate. Yeah, have all this money. It doesn't work like that. And like, you know, the, the whole thing about there's a reason, there's a reason, for example, it's going to sound a little bit bad maybe, but there's a reason that me and you still talk. And maybe I don't speak to many people from the third space anymore. Like, because there's like a reason for us to talk. Yeah, we've got a podcast and stuff, but we actually challenge each other at a certain level. Like the conversations we have, we challenge each other constantly with what we're thinking and how we're doing stuff. But it was never really like that many of the people that really did that, right? So of course then in the future, if there was an opportunity from me and I couldn't do it and it was like some something in London-based training, You'd be the first person I go to, but it's not because I don't know other people in London. It's because I trust you and know what you do and you're good at what you do. And it'd be like, I'd have no problem and no um, hesitation in doing that. So people who say like, oh yeah, but they just got lucky because they know so-and-so. No, that's bullshit, mate. They also know their shit. Um, and that, that frustrates me when I hear that a lot. It's like, oh yeah, you just got lucky with who you met or you got lucky with your break. And it's like, mate, no one got lucky with a fucking break. You worked your nuts off. You just didn't see it at that time. Um, and I think that, that that's where, you know, speaking to people now, we have, we have, as a company, we have, like, meetings now and we meet people and, like, it's astounding, like, the level of business they're at and you kind of go, shit, we can learn a lot from them or we can learn a lot from this. And by hanging around those people and showing that you're willing and that you've, you've got a brain, half a brain, and you understand the process, they're willing to help you and they're willing to go with you and, and you know put a little bit of effort in with you to help you achieve things it's the people that like don't put any effort in and just kind of stay as they are never improve like they're not going to impress anyone um and i know it's like you said like you said at the start like hard truths and it's not nice to hear sometimes but like are you just that person who just stagnates and just stays the same and just isn't really thinking about their their future or their life and like as a trainer i think you have to be thinking constantly otherwise you're just going to stay still and then you look back five years later and you know you're doing the same role getting paid the same and you're like hang on a minute like where's my progression from here like where do i go yeah um and i think that's that's huge in, in our industry and i think that's why a lot of people just don't see it through with it with being a pt i think that's why a lot of people fail being a trainer and then they go into other lines of work um which is why there's huge dropout rates right with trainers is because people are taught at the basic level of like level three reps it's about what you know you must know this you must know that there's no there's no teaching about the business about finance about how to do this and, and all those other aspects and the people that succeed are arguably those who have an idea and a concept of what they're doing long term um and that's why i think cpd wise now i would make sure i'd think people need to look at other avenues um and nothing to do with training but more along the lines of 
how do I run my my business? How does it look long term? Where are the gaps in the market? Who are my market? And all that sort of stuff. And there's plenty of stuff out there, and there's plenty of charlatans out there as well, just like there are in fitness industry. There's loads of pricks ready to steal your money, but that's where you have to do your research, just like we do with all the other things we do in life. You can't just take the first thing you see and pay you loads of money for it. But um, I just think it's becoming more and more important nowadays. It's just more and more ruthless out there um, in this industry. You have to set yourself apart, and that's one way you can do it. So I think, like, don't get me wrong, I still, obviously, <laughs> being a person that runs CPD within fitness, um, I still think there's a, obviously a place for it. But if, if it's stuff you don't know and you need reaffirming, um, obviously, that needs, needs to happen and you need to go get it. So I think the takeaway from that, like, kind of conversation we just had, Dan, is I think if you're a coach or your PT, maybe stop the podcast right now and then write down, like, a short-term and long-term it would be really bad but it sounds so cliche write down a short-term and long-term goal but the fact is that you need that little long-term goal but the long-term goal i'm not thinking like all right 10 years i want next year next Mm. year cool all right what's happening six months down the line are you going to progress in your career make it happen in the next six months um and i think personally from coaching trainers right now i think one of the biggest things is systems and people not having systems in place to make their life easier. So whether that be... I mean, my shit's programming, and I have systems in programming. that. So there's a reason why I can run a group programming thing, basically, within, like, 10 people. They're all in the same program, but I've all got their 1RMs, and I can create that within an hour, like, easily, and shove it all over. It's absolutely... Because I have a system of working it, and it won't take me that long. But it also, I put way more effort previous of building that system and learning how to make it better so therefore i can charge more for it now so i'm feeling like the programming thing's more of a system whether training your like what's big on we've talked about it before dan exos talk about it with timings within sessions that's a system i have timings that i keep to as i drive my session along so the first three to five minutes you're doing like prehab foam rolling something like that's a system the next eight to seven minutes you're doing some sort of warm-up drill a full body warm-up i'm getting you a little bit sweaty then you're gonna go into some movement prep movement prep for three minutes i'm suddenly at 20 minutes into my session your movement prep for your primary strength exercise which is going to take 20 minutes with something else then you're into your secondary uh, like prime secondary exercise which is going to take another 10 minutes and then you're doing your metcon and basically cool down which takes 15 minutes and suddenly i've got my hour but i don't have to think about it which lets me think about other shit like business i think Mm. your training should take care of itself you should have that system in place already like for a session and that will get you out of so much trouble it's unreal if you have that written down in your head and just ticking through i know me and dan did it as coaches i do it religiously right now and that's why my sessions flow yeah sure there'll be curveballs or something that's come in but that's where coaching and that's where the fitness education comes back but as a progression as a career it's clearly going to be business cpd system some sort of that way depends where you want to go consulting like i do a little bit more um with various avenues and projects whether it's like social media stuff trying to work through that online coaching building a bit of client base all that kind of rubbish so yeah i think there's plenty of different avenues to earn dollar but find one go for it but yeah you- and, the, and the fundamental of it is you still have to work your nuts off and you still have to put in <laughs> a shitload of work but the point is more about your long-term goal shouldn't be get more clients. That's not a goal. That's just stupid. That's, that's, that should happen as a byproduct anyway. What we mean by long-term goal is it could be, um, you know, earn X amount of money by this date or whatever. And then underneath that, what you're going to need, well, you need a marketing strategy of how you're going to develop leads that are going to come into your gym or, you know, your target market, what are you good at, what's the one thing that you want to work on more, all those sorts of things are things people don't think about, they just churn through each client, train after train after train, and they train their client, they keep coming in, and they keep going through, and before you know it, two years have gone by, you train the same clients, they've not made much progress, because you've not really got the systems in place, you've not challenged them, and all of a sudden you've got no results to show, after two years of training, and you can't make any more leads when those people go, because you, you know what do you do, because no one knows what you do, because you've not really been chatting about it, or talking about it and it's just those little things like i just think i just think are not enough trainers i know 
think enough about it. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying, by the way, that I'm in any way an expert, even an intermediate or even know anything about it. All I'm saying is that I am now more aware of it. And I know that by being more aware of it, it's something that I wish I was more aware about years ago. Um, So I'm just passing on that advice. Advice. You can ignore it and tell me to fuck off. That's fine. But I'm just, if I was five years ago now, I'd be thinking about things a lot differently. (laughs) We're we're at the stage that we need to start thinking about it. So all right. Um, Picking your trainer. Just go with the one that looks the best, the biggest <laughs> abs, everything. That's what you want. No, Dan. No, that is, that's what you I'd, do, Tom. I'd, right? I'd have no clients. Well, you're um, pretty big, mate. You're just <laughs> in the area, but, you know, just, cool. you know, gym, yeah. I'd say, yeah, it's weirdly. Lifting mm. heavy-wise. That, that's definitely the reason why I'm, I'm with people. No. And apparently, um, there, was, there was something we were talking about today, actually, Um literally shouting the loudest is not the idea in a gym because um, <laughs> that was a, a group instructor it was so loud today it was unreal and we were talking about how I like to uh, kind of get people's attention and then I quieten my voice down when I want them to listen yeah. so you kind of like oh hey Dan I really want you to talk about this for me and then you kind of draw them in the person was not doing this. He was like, bah, 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 all the way through. But yeah, don't pick yeah. that trainer because they're clearly trying to cover up for something. Maybe they don't know what it is. Um, yeah. But picking your trainer, it was just a conversation um, on Instagram. Can't remember the uh, your thing off by now. What's the tagline? I'm doing the next show um, right now. But I was speaking to somebody about it and whether, like, how you go around about picking your trainer and who's going to be best for you. Um, but how would you do it? I mean, I've picked a coach before. Um, how would you How would you pick a coach, essentially? Um, I don't know. If it's, it's a little bit it's different, different for though, us, isn't it? Though, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot different because, you know, I'd, I'd go with someone who's, got proven results who i knew was who knew they know their stuff um and for me a little bit of it is i'd want them to have been where i want to go because i feel that i think that's important um but and, and i think that's reflected in in me as a coach like, i think that's they're the principles that i i stand for as well like i think that's something that's important but some people just walk into a gym right and they go i need a trainer and the guy goes all oh, right who should we give you today and it's usually the guy who's got the least amount of clients because that's kind of generally how it works in gyms, right <laughs> <It> is, um <laughs> and the reason that the guys have the most clients is because they're the best usually so it's kind of really hard sometimes and you know there's no problem being on a waiting list for someone like don't be afraid Absolutely, to wait yeah. for someone like if they said if i went to third space and they said oh tom's full he ain't got any clients hasn't got any spaces we'll have to put you on his waiting list and send you an email and let you know when he's free I would happily wait happily wait like uh, and I would try and meet Tom and I'd try and get to speak to him rather than just the person on the desk uh, like can you introduce me to Tom so I can say hello yeah I introduce him and then I'd, I'd get his email address and I'd be like look Tom I'm really really committed I really want to change I really need some help uh, I just want really really you know the best guidance and I guarantee you just by doing that one little thing Tom would probably bend his back and go oh actually do you know what I could I could probably squeeze you in here here and here and you'd be like right cool let's do it um because it's nice as a trainer to feel wanted by people and who are committed, who, who want to want your help. Right. Um, so that's one thing I wouldn't be afraid of doing definitely is insisting on waiting for someone or whatever. Um, or likewise, if you know that they're the most popular and you know that they're the busiest, that's all, that's usually a good indication, but not always because they could just be absolutely stupid. Um, but <laughs> You know, if it's someone like Tom, and Tom was that busy, and he was absolutely rammed, and I knew that I went to a gym, and I knew that their training there was good, but they were full, and they didn't have any space, they definitely didn't, I would then say to them, right, who would you recommend? Yeah. Who do you think I should go with? And they would then go, well, I'd go with this guy, Andrew Johnson. He's small. Like, go with him. <laughs> um, you know, he can lift a little bit of weight. Um, but that's kind of just how it would work, and I think that if you go into a gym, and you know that there's a good trainer there, I would ask them for their advice. I wouldn't ask the the sales guy, the receptionist, or whatever it is. Um, and that's probably the the best way. Now, that's working on the assumption that you know that they're good, and you know that they're the reason they're good is they're busy. Because there's a lot of trainers who are good, but they're not busy for the reason that we've just spoke about. Because they don't know anything about business. Um, but yeah, I think do your research. I know it sounds really shitty and boring, but, but like. Absolutely. If I went into a gym and someone said, 
this guy would be good for you. I'd be like, okay, I'll go away and think about it. I'm going to go and look him up and make sure that I recognize, you know, look, see if I can find anything on like YouTube or Instagram that shows me this guy's an idiot. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It's, it's hard, but literally I just came off a consult before this podcast um, for a referral through a physiotherapist um, for somebody who's a, who literally had emailed me what, twice, three times today. Um, like, obviously with replying if they just emailed me three times without me replying I'd be a bit like crazy um, but they also rang my reception and asked for us um, and I knew the physio and yeah I, I talked to them and I did I was like oh was, yeah, how'd you find me I was like oh right uh, yeah I went through all the like the first base trainer things then looked you up on your Instagrammy stuff and then looked that through and I was like yeah you look like you know what you're talking about and my physio recommended you I was like alright cool yeah, let's let's do something then. That's absolutely fine. Um, which is a great, I, I think, is the best way to go is go through people. You, she trusts her physiotherapist, so and they've linked them up with me. So that's a great way, I think, for people who actually know each other. They'll know what they're gonna get essentially, or yeah. or working with each other. So that's a great link. If you don't know, and it's just an online coach. Um, I don't know somebody's content that you like. You follow them. Pick pick six people's content you really like at, most of the time, and then follow them for a while. Ask them. Yeah. See if they uh, yeah. see if they answer questions. Mm. Um, I think's a good one because I don't particularly like people who won't answer questions on the fly. I realize it might take a few days to to get back to you if they're really busy, but generally they're not that busy. If they're posting on Instagram, they they can probably reply to a question. Um, yeah, I think yeah. personally, I, I, I think as well. The other thing is, you know, if they are, you know, on Instagram, which most trainers are these days, I'd have, yeah. I'd have thought, is you know, little things like looking at what content they put out is one thing, uh, and then another thing is seeing who they follow as yeah. well. Like, like if you go on someone and they follow Brad Schoenfeld, Alan Aragon, Brett Contreras, I'd be like, they're cool. Like, I'd, be, I'd be pretty, <laughs> I'd be pretty sure they they know a little bit about what they're doing. And but likewise, if you know someone in the industry that you do really trust ask them like just say oh have you ever seen this guy or what do you think of this guy and Absolutely. just by just by going on someone's instagram if you sent me for example someone's instagram and said i'm thinking of hiring this guy what do you think i would say this is gonna sound pretty bad eight eight times out of ten i'd be able to tell you whether it'd be good or not and i reckon it'd be pretty close to being accurate just based on what kind of things they say how they say it looking at a few p- posts and like I just think you get a good vibe from people based on stuff they're putting out consistently. And if they were like, you know, Dave Asprey bulletproof coffee and detoxification with their green smoothie, I'd be like, I wouldn't go with them <laughs> because maybe they're not going to be the best, you know, educated or know their stuff. I, I don't know. I just, um, I'm not saying everyone flood me with, you know, your people, your potential trainers, so I can never look at them. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> please do that. You, please, you know, please send down all your. <laughs> If there's someone you do trust, like Tom, then send him and say, "Look, what do you think about this guy?" Or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's. I'll be honest. Like my experience of most trainers in most gyms is that they are poor. That's really bad to say, but the majority of what I've seen um, isn't isn't amazing. And then um, that that get, leads to the flip side of uh, getting rid of your your co- tra- coach, yeah. firing your trainer. Oh, but you can get rid of a trainer. Like they could be the best trainer in the world, but you could just not click with them. Like that yeah. happens. Like that's happened with us before, right? It's not that you know that necessarily you're a bad trainer, but I'd rather that person just said, "Look, I don't think we're going to click," and I'd be like, "That's fine," because chances are they're feeling it as well. And you yeah. just go, "Look, it's just a job. Like I'm not, like you said, I'm not overly fussed." Um, so yeah, as long as when you do it, like give them a little bit of feedback to why. Um, maybe there was something that they need to learn on, or. If they're a decent trainer, they'll ask for the feedback um, and hopefully take it on board. And if mm-hmm. they don't want to use the feedback, then it's absolutely up to them. So I would be, don't be, there's plenty of us kind of trainers out there who do online coaching or online sort of stuff um, to flick through. There's a lot of them. Um, it's fine, but finding a good one is tough. Or someone yep. you're going to work well with, um, basically, and have a nice good time and get to where you want to be. So yeah, don't be scared about firing them. Um, hopefully, they won't cry about it. I won't, so it's actually fine. I'll be like, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. Um, no. All right. I think that, that was longer than I thought we were going to take, actually, Daniel. That's about half an hour. But, oh, we've got right. so much shit. I know. It's awful. I think we've been 10 minutes talking about, I don't know, some random shit on the start. All right. 
So we've got stupid things. Ooh, that sounds like bollocks. Probably because it is. Stupid things on the internet this week. We might as well uh, crack through these. Give it like five minutes. Let's go minutes. quick. Five quick, minutes quick, quick to slot, shall one. we? Let's go. Quick five time. minutes to slot. Let's do it. Mm. Uh, should I put a timer on? Nah, we, we can do it. That's right. I reckon we just got it, mate. We got yeah, it we naturally. Got it. I'm, looking, I'm looking at the time. All right. Tim Ferriss and Charles Poliquin. Pull-ups yeah. for females. So um, this appeared on a group. I like being in groups on uh, Facebook because they do. You're a lurker. I, yeah, I'm a lurker. I do chime in every now and again when uh, I see something yeah. fucking ridiculous and wrong. But well, that, that must happen all the time. <laughs> but yeah, or I'll just like <laughs> laugh behind my keyboard um, in exactly that way. But basically, it was ask. I don't. I'm hoping this wasn't serious, but I think it was. Um, pull-ups for females. I know females that can do pull-ups. Yeah, very good. In the book, Tools of Titans, probably some people know what I'm getting at right now, um, Tim Ferriss and Charles Poliquin say that a good strength coach should be able to get a female to do 12 pull-ups in 12 weeks, no matter her body weight. What would be a yeah. good general approach to reach this goal? Mm. Thanks a lot for your Well, ideas. the only tools in that book, the only tools in that fucking book are the people that wrote it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, yeah. so <laughs> if you've got a female client who is obese, 100 kilos, she should be able to do 12 pull-ups in 12, 12 weeks. weeks. So, Brilliant, mate. You're a fucking retailer. So. <laughs> so obviously this is taken out of the book. It's probably out of context. But just that statement alone, no matter what, even if they're assisted, that's not doesn't mean assisted pull-up. That means drugs. Um, I wouldn't expect them to be from any kind of... That's literally saying... Dan, yeah, she's 100 kilos, like, she, she's only five foot, she's, like, big, big girl, needs to lose a lot of weight, probably doesn't need to be doing pull-ups, like, she could do pull-downs. Not only that, but you could have, like, a female who's really tall, and, like, a bit lanky, but has long arms, and just mechanically, it's just mechanically, really it's difficult. Mechanically, it's real like, tough. Um, they're just, they're just so stupid, and, oh, oh, just can't, just can't handle them. So, yeah, for, to peek behind the curtain, I have, like, a, a list of exercises that, in six months, if a client is with me, training in one-on-one, I expect them to be able to do these exercises or do this many reps at the exercises. And pull-up is one of them. So for males, if they've been training with me for six months, generally, if they're generally fit, I don't have to lose a lot of weight or anything. I want them to be able to get to three to five pull-ups, like neutral grip. For females, I would expect between one and three. I expect them to be able to do a pull-up. Depending, but that's obviously depending on how many times I'm seeing them in a week. Probably two to three times, hopefully. I expect them to be able to do one, at least an eccentric pull-up pretty well, and one pull-up like in a uh, supinated grip. Um, obviously where their starting point is. But I think it's mad. 12 pull-ups. It's just ridiculous. And the other thing about Charles Poliquin. The other thing about Charles Poliquin. I saw an article of his the other day that said that artificial sweeteners and diet sodas are ruining your health and they're making you fat and they're like killing you basically. Yeah. Funny that only about four weeks ago I saw him at the gym I train at doing a seminar drinking knockos like they were going out of fashion. I mean, knocko, I was, I was great. so annoyed. I, I love a knocko. Video. Knockos are amazing. <laughs> I absolutely love them. And so does Charles Poliquin by the looks yeah. of it. But this is what frustrates me is that you do not see me sitting here going... Oh yeah, I tell you what, uh, I tell you what, carbs—they're the devil. They are the devil. You can't <laughs> eat them. And then sitting there with bowls of cereal, like non-stop, <laughs> like no. And like it frustrated the hell out of me. I wish I got a video of it now because it would have been perfect. Because I could have just posted it as a reply to this fucking article I saw. And it's like, don't be such a prick that you put out shit information, but then don't follow that information yourself. Like, at least Dave Asprey drinks fucking bulletproof coffee all the time. Yeah, but like. Poliquin, I was just like, and anyway, so he, he he did a seminar at this gym that we train at, and we know the guys really well, uh, getting to know the guys while they were in the gym, and they all were just like, the guy's a prick, he was a fucking idiot, treated the place like shit, treated them like shit, all this sort of stuff, absolute arsehole, the amount of sinful in his biceps was ridiculous, like his whole body is atrophied, so he's lost muscle everywhere, except his biceps, because it's just full of synthol, and it looks stupid, his arms can't fully straighten, so he walks around like a T-Rex, his arms like this. And he can't walk properly because he's so old and like, oh. And we were at this seminar. We walked in there on the first day. We were still allowed to use the gym while it was going on, right? One of the guys is up there talking, 
right? Right next to the cable stack, which is where they were talking, the lap pull-down machine is, Charles Pollockin was asleep on the floor. Oh, great. Cool. Asleep on the floor. Like, the most unprofessional thing you could have ever seen in your life. Another guy behind us sleeping, another one of the presenters snoring with all the bags. <laughs> and I was like, if you're charging three grand for a seminar, get here a few days early and, and sleep off the jet lag. Like, don't be such a prick. And honestly, everyone, I couldn't believe it. And you hear some of the stories from, from the seminar, which I can't go into because I wasn't actually there. But these, this is stuff I saw with my own eyes, so I can talk about it. Um, but yeah, like, Charles Poliquin, like, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> I've seen it in real life now as well. I like, don't even need to just go off the fact that he ate Dominican Republic avocados and put on a stone of mutton in three days. <laughs> I don't need those stories. I've actually seen it in real life. Fucking idiot. Wow. <laughs> By the way, can you, the next, like, is a meme be just her eating cereal and saying carbs are the devil? I can get her to say protein now. She can All say right, protein. Cool. So the next video I need to get her is her saying some sort of protein. <laughs> um, but, mate, I've still got, hang on, I've still, on my Instagram, I've still got loads saved in my drafts. There's still, how many years there to come? Oh, um, oh mate, there is. Laura does them. Laura, yeah. T-Box does them all. Like, I just <laughs> send the videos. I've still got two. One, two, three, four, five left to get out yet they're unseen so (laughs) they are so funny if you don't follow Dan's Instagram just follow it for these memes at Dan Um, Team Box you can see my daughter with a meme at the top of the video and it just is fucking hilarious hashtag hashtag is a meme and it just goes straight to it yeah it's fine hashtag is a meme (laughs) (laughs) cool Polyquin done bam and Tim Ferriss me he's a really good interviewer not does shite at fitness advice cool um this is gonna prickle some feathers, I think. Tickle, prickle some prickle. feathers. Tickle, not, tickle, tickle, ruffle. 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 There we some go. Hey, there fucking we go. Hell. Um, I know. I'm gonna get a message from Rakesh for uh, fucking that up, basically. Um, yeah, cool. No doubt. No doubt. Bloody twat. All right. Um, kinesio tape. So, if anybody knows me and Dan personally, um, we call it placebo tape. Can I just say as well, yeah, I have been <laughs> fucking years, by the way. Ever since it came out, I was like, bullshit. Bullshit. So, um, so it's obviously, obviously there, there are obviously studies that uh, counteract this um, um, and go against what I'm about to say. Um, but the, 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 the K-tape, so it's that black stuff that like CrossFitters wear, or the blue or, or, blue, or crazy colours, basically whatever colour they can find, or the, the, like the, the plates, it's pretty much a fashion feel. Um, so, title, so this is the Journal of Physiotherapy, as one of I was reading, uh, reading some uh, journals, um, Journal of Physiotherapy, um, Australian Physi- Physiotherapy Association, oh, pretty decent source, um, so this was from um, yeah 2013. No, it wasn't. This is a uh, it's from a more recent to that. So I've got the full text here. I've got to scroll through it. Um, just re- I, I even read the full text, Dan. Mad. I know. I'll put it on. You, you didn't just read the abstract. <laughs> so um, I will post this on the group so get everybody's advice because we have got some physiotherapists and osteopaths that kind of listen to us, and I'm sure they use K tape, but. I mean, go out on a limb. Sometimes they use K-tape just to shut their client up and just put something on them. Oh, 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Um, So so the title of this this piece says, uh, current evidence does not support the use of kinesio taping in clinical practice. (laughs) A systematic review. Cool. All right. So it's a review of that. Um, So they had participants of... uh, musculoskeletal conditions um so the intervention was kinesio taping in summary um compared to with sham taping which is a placebo taping um which is just basically what it is anyway um, <laughs> so no treatment no exercises um or manual therapy or conventional physiotherapy just the kinesio tape obviously when you've got kinesio tape you're probably going to do some sort of exercise physiotherapy assessments but just the tape is the intervention here guys okay just the tape i can't stress that enough um so the outcome measures were like pain intensity disability quality of life return to work global impression of recovery Um, i hope i hope on quality of life they had um self-confidence from wearing such a fashion Mate, they got the tiger one, so it looks really. So they look like yeah. a tiger as they go down the street. So they can, they can kind of growl at people. 
That's what the CrossFitters do. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so 12 randomized tri- trials, including 495 participants. There's not usually that many within like this kind of study. So it's just quite cool. So they tested uh, shoulder pain, knee pain, lower back pain, neck pain, plantar fasciitis, uh, lots of stuff. Lots of, lots of physio things. Um, mm. So <laughs> basically the review provides... Uh, the most updated evidence of effectiveness that K-taping for musculoskeletal conditions, um, it doesn't support it as intervention. Basically, nothing happened. The um, In all comparisons where kinesiotaping was better than the active or sham control group, the effect sizes were small and probably not clinically significant in the trials, so were low quality. Um, yeah, so basically, out of all the trials, there was barely any anecdotal. This is we're talking kind of anecdotal evidence, really, because there wasn't any physiotherapy interventions. But, there was but doesn't, that, doesn't that not suggest that the physiotherapy interventions is what's helping? Um, yeah, basically, nothing Maybe? happened. So trust your physiotherapist and physical therapist or osteopath, and do what they say, because no amount of gimmicky tape that they put on you is going to make you better. The chances are so the, the the advice that you're paying for from them and their brain and their knowledge is what you're paying for is yeah. what is going to get them better. Now, so the counter-argument can... to this from, from physios and osteos, because we've had this discussion before, Doug has had this discussion with us, is <laughs> the one thing it does do is that it will increase adherence because you think it's working, so therefore you do the exercises at home because you've got K-tape on. That's one thing. The second thing is, yeah, the placebo effect is real is and real if you were course. doing the exercises with the tape on you would maybe think oh it's going to be better i'll do them and it's you know all that sort of stuff so they're the reasons it works not because the k-tape is special but because you believe <laughs> it to be special it's magic um, mm. and yeah that's the reason it works so please don't like pretend and try and use it and, and, for anything else and other than fyi that. we're not looking for a k-tape sponsor obviously um yeah, clearly not. <laughs> it's not probably going to happen. But probably the main reason though they use them is to uh, get their cash, get some, get some sell on. Yeah, it so, costs more, right? Yeah, you've yeah. got to pay twenty quid for the tape, mate. You yeah. can't just do the exercise. <laughs> exactly. Oh, just with yeah, seeing straight through it, mate. Um, <laughs> right, DNA testing. Uh, oh, fuck's yeah, this, so, this is hilarious. Dan, uh, I sent this down. So one of my trainers. Um, one of my trainers. Huh. He's been through my academy like stuff, so I thought he'd do My better. academy. My, my academy. <laughs> the first base academy. I have taught him everything I know, and he still believes this shit. Um, but... Please, a great <laughs> But, yeah, basically... So there's, there's stuff like DNA testing. I know Dan did... You did, like, uh, tolerance testing for dietary stuff? And my blood's tested. I swear you did something else. And they went through like all the different, um, it had all the different ranges of like whether I needed B12, B6 and all that sort of stuff. Did you, did you not do like a tolerance test? Like you sent off some poo? No, I never sent off poo. That's why I would never do an intolerance <laughs> test. I'm not sending my poo in the post. Or like... <laughs> I'm not going to poo onto a sheet and then take some out and put yeah, it in a like, fucking yeah. b- bottle or whatever it was. You didn't do no like saliva or anything the, um, like that? No, I did the finger prick test, the blood okay. test. Okay. Basically, tell me where I ranged from in my like hormones and like my. All right. Anyway, yeah, we, we digress. We digress. I thought Dan had oh. done something like this, so um, but apparently not. What? What? Fingering <laughs> through my own poo. Yeah, I love doing that. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, so this is a DNA test of some sort that um, I think they're probably widely available, but I thought they were quite discredited anyway. I've seen some people talk about them. Um, so basically, you do a little saliva swab, blah, 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 and then they go test it. And this is for like fitness and for training. So they, um, they're going to give you like stuff you should be doing training-wise. So they what they will recommend. So they give you frequency level, days per week, volume, strength training, where you should do it, or hit or cardio. Ooh, interesting. Um, and then oh, I took another picture of that. And then some other like training strategies and reps and nutritional stuff. Um, yeah, but the, the most interesting one was uh, the front page of it. So it, it gave an outlook of everything. So frequency level. So for this chap, so to kind of full disclosure, um, for most of my academy coaches that I work closely with at Marlebone, I will write a program for them for 12 weeks so they know how I coach. 
and how I train and how we kind of achieve the goal that they want, they will set me out. So I have trained this person and we have had results um, because I know what I'm doing program-wise. Wow. <laughs> we had results. We got stronger. We did what we wanted, right? And he was feeling tired, apparently, because he was training properly. Um, shock. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so frequency level. I, so it says, ideally, you would have five to six training sessions per week where a separate muscle group is trained hard per session, allowing enough recovery time for hitting again the following week. Horseshit, right? We know that is not the most optimal way of doing it, and that's not how I wrote for him. I actually, for the first four weeks, I saw that he was getting a little bit tired off the back of his full body training, so I went for an upper-lower split. So I went upper, lower, upper, lower. That's what he needed to do four times per week, not training five to six times per week and splitting his muscle groups up. Um... So he's six days per week. Um, so day one, arms. <laughs> day two. Mm. Oh yeah. Day That's two. Good. Yeah. Chest, mm. core. Day three, quads. Day four, shoulders. Day five, hamstrings and calves. Day six, rest. Day seven, back. Uh, what? No, Hang on. When when do you do um, forearms? No, no glutes. No, no glutes. forearms. No, no glutes. glutes no. no yeah, I just think it's really absolute, weird. absolute crap because he's only. I was like, "What are you doing?" Dude? No, t- no Tiban, no. I mean, like crazy. <laughs> um, so horseshit. Um, um, six days per week. Probably where... that's probably actually the least effective way you could ever, ever train. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so volume. Your gene variants, he's got an underline over, uh, under gene, um, indicate that to build strength and increase lean muscle mass, you should respond well to high-volume form of uh, resistant strength training. Oh, that's funny, because you're human. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you're homo sapien. Wonderful. Um, so they, their volume, they've, they're, so the sets, so me and, me and Dan did giggle about this before. So, oh, fucking brilliant. So the sets per workout is 16 to 32. Brilliant. 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 Like any weight training program will do that. (laughs) Literally anything. So shrimp training, you're probably doing like sixteen to eighteen to twenty. And then for high volume, you're probably near enough like the twenty. By the way, have have a fun session doing thirty two sets on each arms or quads. (laughs) (laughs) Chin up. (laughs) Uh rep ranges twelve to fifteen per set. Brilliant. Looked at looked in a basically uh Literally just go on the NSE, NSEA textbook. Do that. Um, like, just be like, yes, yeah, that, that one, can, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's hyper, that's hyper training. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. Not 11 or 16, 12 to 15. Cool. Tempo, 2010. Zero, zero. No, normal, yeah. Normal, normal cool. Yeah. Right. Controlled <laughs> movement like we do on everything. Yeah, yeah, okay. Rest, 90 to 120 seconds between yeah. sets. Yeah, normal rest. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, normal rest. I'm, I'm going to love the uh, 32 set workout with 120 seconds rest. Fuck. (laughs) That's going to be long. All right, strength training. Uh, Your genetic results indicate that you will achieve continual strength gains from most forms of resistance training. (laughs) (laughs) Well done for the most generic statement in fitness ever. I love love the way it started with your gene profile. They might as well just say humans. (laughs) (laughs) Humans progress well by resistance training and they improve their strength. (laughs) Oh my God. God, like, and imagine so, payments. yeah. So, it is not necessary for you to periodize your strength training compared to other genetic variants. However, introducing new training styles into your regimen can aid in overcoming training plateaus. Shock, when I trained him, I periodized his programming. Shock! Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> what does this cost to do it? I have no idea. I'd love to know what's the company name. What a are they quid? called? A quid, and it's too much. Um, I oh, that's to, right. anything more than I a quid. Text him. Mate, we need to fucking find their Facebook page. To, yeah, I need to go all oh, over this. Yeah, so, that is ludicrous. And then hit and cardio. So I did take a picture of the guy's sheet. Hit and cardio. Yeah. yeah, so hit and cardio. Your results indicate that you have an average tendency to store body fat. What? <laughs> right. well, yeah, we all mate. <laughs> we eat too much fucking food. <laughs> research shows that a combination of resistance training and cardio to be very effective for reducing oh. body fat levels thanks research um, oh your God. body is likely to become accustomed to traditional cardio therefore reduce its ability uh, to burn away excess fat so we recommend no, no it doesn't no, no it doesn't no it doesn't I, I, I literally circled it for him and said horse shit uh, oh my god um <laughs> Do this, whatever, hit training, two to three sessions a week. Junction with a healthy diet um, will spike your metabolic rate 
I was like, no one. Um, what are you sig- trying to do cardio when you're trying to gain muscle and strength? I was like, if, oh, this is additionally aimed to include at least two 30-minute cardio sessions. So you've got to do t- 20 to 25 Hang on, so he's doing he's, he's doing a do, session every day for weights, and then and he's got to do three, three hit sessions and, and two cardio. Yeah, like he won't have a healthy diet, and have a diet, and he won't have a he won't have a life. But absolutely mad. So that is hey, some DNA someone, testing. Someone paid money for that. Yeah, so that proves. Go find a coach that knows what they're talking about, um, on you like to follow and kind of like their stuff, because otherwise there are, there's stuff like that that. That is just the most generic thing. That that is the equivalent of just cutting and pasting a uh, food diary thing. It's it's just yeah. I mean that is a meal plan. Thank you. Yeah, it's awful. Um, That that is that is gene profile. That is like the cookie cutter workout. Literally, they haven't even given you a workout. Like they haven't given two of the exercises. They just told you body parts. They just told you you need to do between sixteen and thirty-two sets a day. <laughs> you're, you know, you're a genius. All right, right cool. That. We got our last stupid thing before we got five minutes before we hit an hour. So, um, all right, blindfolds. So this was in the Evening Standard, um, which is an all right. Like it's free, obviously. It's on the tube, um, but it's quite funny. So. Um, so there's something called a hero offering um, in a uh, poplar gym. Um, so this hero offering is called uh, blackout. So participants put in blind <laughs> put blindfolds on before they start performing functional training moves. So this isn't a class setting in a gym. So they put blindfolds on. Um, they perform or, already. Fun- you've already sounds amazing. <laughs> perform functional training moves such as squat thrusts, holding medicine balls, the most functional of all the movements. Um, it's a leap of faith going into an exercise class in the first place, let alone closing your eyes and trusting someone who won't drop a dumbbell on your toe. And it also goes on to say research has shown that blindfolding does not disrupt motor activities. Guarantee, guarantee that it does disrupt it because you don't know where you're putting things. Um, mm. I, I would strongly urge nobody ever to do that class or blindfold themselves when they do exercise because I don't see the point. Um, it's not functional because I always do my exercise and stuff with my eyes open. Unless you're doing it in the dark, then I'd question you as a human being, Okay. Um, absolutely mad, mate. I don't think we need to even say anything about that. All good, mate. That's just ridiculous. Like it's just, uh, like if if that's the new fitness concept, <laughs> they've really run out of ideas. Like, is is London really that fucked up that it has to introduce blindfolded classes to get people to turn up and pay their money? No, <laughs> that's the thing. People turn up because they get results. Hopefully. That's Fuck that's me. what I'd like to see anyway. But yeah, that ends a uh, a fairly. I hope I hope we spoke right. quite quickly during that podcast. So I'm hoping all the people who <sighs> went at two two speed got screwed up. But that was that's quite funny. Um, I, need, I need to calm down now. <laughs> some of it was very funny. If you have got any questions, obviously uh, throw them out. Um, if you got any anything we said, obviously the K tapes are touchy tails, but for some people because they quite like it. Um, but we didn't say don't use it. Um, but it's just silly. You said no. Why are you using it? <laughs> Um, yeah, and obviously, if you need to ask like uh, me and Dan questions about picking a trainer, or um, you want to work with us, essentially, um, please reach out. Um, believe it or not, we sometimes have space. Amazingly, um, we probably have space most of the time. We, <laughs> we, just, don't really, we just we just don't shout about it. I make yeah, a huge fucking so, dance, summer um, dance about it. But um, but especially, I if, do have I do have space. If, if, if it's if, to, you have if to it's be pretty if, committed. If it's online, then yeah, go go towards Dan at the moment. If you want some strength gains, then come towards me um, for online stuff. But yeah, awesome guys. Um, anything to you to come from Team Box, Dan? No, no. Uh, oh, only we've got our masterclass, which is on uh, next Sunday, 29th. 29th. So if you're interested in coming and training with us and learning how to train properly, which again people think they do, but they probably don't, um, then it's in Bath on Sunday, the 29th of October. So check that out. Um, and if you do want to go, um, message me on Instagram, and I can get you 30 quid off. Ooh, because I'm nice like that. You have to listen um, to the podcast to know that. So, well, the gas is exactly. So, if you listen to the podcast, and you want to come. I can get you thirty quid off 
Instagram me, just say, Dan, can you give me the code? I'll give you the code and all will be well. We just won't tell anyone else. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it really from, from moi. Um, all good. Yeah. yeah. No, I think there's anything from me. I Obviously. think there's a new um, Bear Bells flavour coming out soon. Salted peanut. Yes, somebody messaged me about that. Um, Keep your eyes out I tried it. Yeah, that looks incredible. So I, I reckon that will be the best one. Because they'll actually make it salted. You know, like half of these are like, they have a caramel bar and then they, get, they release a new one. Like, oh, it's salted caramel. It's like, no, it's not. It's just caramel, mate. It's just caramel. It's just yeah. caramel. I reckon that they're going to actually nail it. So We'll see. We will see. <laughs> All right. Let's hope Ca- we see. <laughs> Catch you next week, guys. Catch you later.